are listening to the Might See TV podcast. I'm Brian Finley, and each week a different guest will join me to discuss their favorite TV show. The podcast where we talk about your favorite TV programs over the last 40 or so years. Each week a guest will choose their favorite TV series, and we will discuss one of their favorite episodes from that series. This week, we talk to Amy Verdon and her favorite TV series of all time, The X-Files. Hello there. Hello, Dicey. Hi. Uh, Well, I'm excited today. Are you? I'm very excited. Yeah. So this is, uh, I'm Brian Finley, and welcome to uh, Dice and TV Land. Mm -hmm. Uh, Today, uh, we have a very special guest. Uh, Very special. She's very special. Her name is Amy Verdon. But I'm better known as Aunt Mamie. She is. Everyone amongst uh, our crew of friends uh, call her Aunt Mamie. Uh, She actually is a renowned improviser. Oh, yes. So renowned. (laughs) Renowned improviser and voiceover artist in the Chicago area. Um, well, we used to do a lot of improv together. We were renowned, yes. yes. These days, you know, we got jobs. Right, jobs. We're living life. Mm-hmm. Um, but she does also do some really great voiceover work if you ever attended Club Libby Lou. Oh, yes, Club Libby Lou. <laughs> when she was on tour, or even though it was a store, but you, it would go, Club Libby you do it. I don't remember it was Club Libby Lou. Or something. On tour. On tour. Yes. That uh, is right. There was a tour. It was so you remember my voiceovers better than I do. It was some amazing work. Uh, a Libby Lou microphone and more. Oh my God, yes. Yeah. You don't even remember. I this. remember the Club Libby Lou microphone and more, but yeah. yeah. It was pretty cool. I remember putting it up on MySpace. Mm-hmm. On oh my page. God, you did put it on MySpace. Yeah, it was pretty neat. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, you ever used it. That's great. Um, we had we had a fun time today because we talked about one of Amy's favorite shows of all time. All time, my fa- my favorite, not just one of them. My absolute favorite. This is the favorite. This is it. This is the favorite. So we've got Lost. No, I really like Lost. Lost is a good one, but it, uh, my heart belongs to the X Files. Okay. Okay. Well, this was interesting to me because I did not uh, I did not grow up watching the X Files. Mm-hmm. Um, probably because I'm significantly younger than you, but... Uh, Not significantly. <laughs> I'm kidding. Just a little bit. No, and actually, I will say, I had I had good friends of mine who were very much into the show mm-hmm. growing up. We're called X-Files. Oh, the X-Files are called X-Files. Yep, if you're really into X-Files, you're called an X-File. Got it, so it's like when they use a term like... I mean, I don't want to say the word pedophile. I was going to say but the same one. Thing that comes That's right the one mind. that I wanted to say, but more like, how about um, bibliophile? Yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. So that's uh, that's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't. I think I think you may have told me before, but I forgot. No, I was like a crazy X File fan. Like I had absolutely every single magazine that David Duchovny and Jillian Anderson were on. When you went into my dorm room, I had posters that covered an entire wall of X Files. When they were on the TV guide, I kept the TV guides. I watched every single episode and recorded every single episode on VHS. Wow. I I cut out all the commercials. I made sure that they had a preview at the beginning. And then when they recapped the, um, the last episode, that was also recorded on my VHS. 
Oh my goodness. Yes. Now I was uh, I was dedicated to a show back in the nineties era. Oh, and that was for me it was nine oh two and uh-huh. I had to tape all of those. Mm-hmm. Um, but I definitely can identify with having to have them all on tape. Um, did you ever have experiences where you had to call uh, your mom and be like, Mom, you've got to get this taped. I forgot to set the VCR. No, but I will tell you, my first semester in college, I was really excited, and my friend was coming all the way from Lawrence to watch the season premiere. So I was getting ready to tape it, and then all of a sudden, the cable went out in the dorms, and I freaked. I freaked. I went to my RA, and I was like, okay, listen, we've got to fix this. The X-Files is on. She's just looking at me like, dear, this is... This is not a real big deal. This is petty. I'm petty sorry. Stuff. You're not. You're gonna. You can't really worry about this. But I mean, I was all out of sorts. And then I did call my my other friend and said, "Can you please tape this for me?" Because it wasn't like you know you could DVR it and it would magically yeah. like even though the cable wasn't working, you'd still have it. It yeah. was gone. Yeah, and it you would never have been able to get back. You couldn't watch it the next day. You know, you couldn't go. You couldn't go online. Uh, we are we are old, so we didn't have all these you know intricacies. Although but, uh, I did go online, like that's to read um, about. It. Right, I was in an X Files chat room, and I had not watched the first few. Wait, were you on this on AOL, or yes. was it like a message board, or you were going into an AOL chat room? I think it was an AOL chat where room where someone would just like go on and be like X Files, yeah. Yeah, baby. Yes. And like people are interrupting your great We did. We had, I definitely went on there and that's where I found someone who would send me the first few episodes because I didn't hear about it until a little while after. So I had a stranger who was nice enough to send me the VHS tapes that she had made of like the first three or four episodes because I didn't get to see them. You found a stranger <laughs> on an AOL, cha- in an AOL chat room. Who sent you tapes? <laughs> yes. It seems so innocent at the time. <laughs> did they did you have to send them money? Or? No, she just She was just this nice? Yes. I I will say my only experiences with chat rooms were just some creeper, like, you know, side messaging you and being like, ASL, age, sex, location, and you're like, uh, no. I'm 39, and, you know, like, you just lie, because who cared? No, but, we all cared about each other in the <laughs> X-Files chat room. Like, there was real love, but not creepy love. It was yeah. early internet love. Yeah. Now, if you went into a chat room and you said, what's up, X-Files, did people not think, like, you were talking, like, what's up, X-Files show, or were they like, X-Files people. Well, they... What? No. Well, because we, X-Files... No, because was there we, ever confusion? You didn't become an X-File until a little longer after that when they named... When they started calling us X-Files. So it took oh. more than like three or four episodes, but <laughs> that's when I was really into this X-Files chat room. Got it. And I want to say, I don't know for sure... But uh, I think a lot of time, a lot of the time during the, when the show aired, it was on Friday nights. Yes, it was on right? Fridays, and then it moved to Sundays. Oh. So on Friday nights, I was real like I get real upset if anybody tried to call me on the phone. Or, now, now you were in college. I was in high school. I was in high school, but mostly in college. Yeah. So I guess for going out in college, it was like you know you didn't go out until ten o'clock anyway. Mm-hmm. So you weren't you weren't just staying at home all night watching X Files, or I would tape it with my timer, 
in my VHS. But I used to, I, I really liked being there. Like you liked getting it live. It was important that I watch it live. See, I always preferred to watch it later. You wouldn't have to deal with the commercials. Uh, you know, you could fast forward, mm-hmm. which was always better. Well, when I taped it up, um, live, then I could cut out the commercials, see? And that was part of my archival abilities was to get the commercials cut out. You would be there yes. while it was taping, and you'd try to press the button so that you were only recording. Yes. This could be damaging, though, because you could forget. No, there's no way I would forget. You never, like, accidentally were like, oh, no, and I just missed, like, three minutes of the episode. No, no. My record was very clean. I have some excellent VHS tapes. I actually got rid of a bunch of them because I also bought them on real VHS, like non-taped ones. So I got rid of a bunch of them, and then when it came on to... Netflix much much later than I felt okay about getting rid of what I what I had already purchased. Got it. Yeah. Now when Cindy Lou three four five you know from the AOL chat room mm-hmm. sent you those videos, do you think she took that time and taped them live and made sure commercials were cut out for you? They were no, she did not cut out the commercials. Mm-hmm. No, it's kind of unfortunate. Yeah, I know. Like, she, she, I wouldn't go back to her. Right. She. She did her best, but it was never going to be as up to the par as my my clean tapes that I had for oh so many years. I, I think I had them until like the early aughts. I, you could have started a business would, back then. You'd well, go yeah. On AOL chat and I could make like, somebody actually for files. Someone would be like Cindy Lou would be like, "Go, I'll send them to you," because she had nothing to do with her time, <laughs> and she was just free. But you were going to make sure, like, hey. I'm going to get these to you. I gave a product. And man. you could have, you'd be like, you won't get commercials. Cindy Lou's would be free. Right. And that's nice. Who knows how many people she was sending these to. You could have charged a little bit. I could I have definitely have, charged. I, I made no them pay for their shipping and the handling. Yes. Remember when you had to pay for handling? I, what? You don't still? Now you just pay shipping? I think you just pay shipping. You're no, you no longer care if anyone You don't have to handle it. Well, who was handling that? I don't know. Some guy. Okay. Okay. Um, well, what's really cool today is um, we got to actually watch an episode together. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. I really, you know, I'd seen clips of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm familiar with the two big actors in the show. Yes. Uh, the two big, fantastic, <laughs> wonderful. Two actors. Mm-hmm. And one the of them show. who is smoking, smoking hot. You know, I did. I had a friend who he specifically he had like a website, a geo sites site dedicated to Jillian Anderson. Well, Swear I, to God. I think a lot of people saw her as a major sex symbol. He, I, of course, was speaking of David Duchovny, uh, but in no way does that negate how hot she is as well. No, Amy is, uh, as you know, you are the world's biggest fan of David Duchovny. Yes, he's he, my celebrity love and has been since 1993. He can do no wrong. He can't, nope. He can do no wrong. Um, and we're going to talk a lot about him mm-hmm. over the next few minutes uh, because we talked uh, or we watched uh, a great episode. Mm-hmm. I, I, would, I would call it great. Um, I don't have high expectations for <gasps> this show. Overall, I've not, really, what? I've not really watched it. Why would you not have high expectations? It was a highly regarded show. It it was uh, it was on Fox, 
in the 90s. Yeah. But at the time, Fox was just getting its footing, and it wasn't known for its, you know, high-level stellar programming. It, it wasn't, was it? I mean, I don't know what other shows were like, on, but I know this was a highly network. This was a highly regarded show and always was. No, it was the network that had Married with Children, 90210, and then X Files came around. What else did it have at this point? You'd know better than I. That that's you can that's remember weird. everything that's on TGI Fridays, and I, I have no idea what and, Boy Meets Wonder it, or whatever. And that's why I missed the show, as I was busy watching uh, Full House, Family Matters, Boy Meets World. Because that was on on Friday night. Oh, my God. Now, was X-Files on at 8 or 7? Um, I want to say 7 for a while, seven but I think Central. 7 Central yeah. is probably what it was. Yeah, 7 Central, because Fox doesn't have the 9 o'clock Central hour. Because, no, no, it goes to local news at 9 Oh, o'clock my God. This is where your expertise is coming in yeah. handy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They only would do a two-hour block on, like... Friday, Saturday, or most nights. I don't even think Saturday night they even had programming. I don't remember them having a show. Mm -hmm. And I don't think it was actually Fox. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Who knows? That was in St. Louis. So, but the episode we watched today was Eve. Mm -hmm. I believe it was called Eve. Eve. Mm -hmm. And uh, this was, what number was it? I think it was 11. Number 11 Mm -hmm. of season one. So, I always, uh, I like to think, you know, we, we debated between watching uh, Squeeze, Squeeze, which is episode three, mm-hmm. but I'm kind of glad we picked a little deeper into it because, you know, the show's getting its footing. Mm-hmm. Um, you can see the chemistry is really becoming established. You can, you can definitely see that. And for me, only having seen two episodes, I am curious... Um, over the next, what, how many seasons were there? Ten? Well, there's, uh, were they in, in the 11th? Yeah, it's still going on <laughs> now. They've, they've done a reboot. Before the reboot, uh-huh. was it like nine? Nine, yeah. Nine, okay. Um, I could see over the course of this nine seasons, and this is back when, you know, they had to do, what, 23 seasons? Yes. 23 yeah. episodes it was a bunch. season. So I could see just that dynamic of, like, Scully not being willing to admit Mm -hmm. that this is the paranormal and him always going straight to the paranormal, that that would just get annoying. Well, but they had, they were good at keeping the um, storylines updated and interesting every time and always gave her a motivation to say, no, there's no way this could be paranormal because she simply doesn't believe that that's possible. Yeah. So she always comes to that and and always comes to the I don't know the board <laughs> saying that she's not going to believe anything kooky's happening or spooky. I just I feel like so in this episode uh, there were two lines that go on and one is you know Scully's talking and she's like someone kidnapped Tina. And he's like, someone or something. Something. Of course. (laughs) And I imagine this goes on in every episode. And then there's another one where he says abducted and she says kidnapped. And it's like... Potato, patata. uh, I bet it's constant. Um, But I guess let's let's talk about Mm -hmm. this episode in particular and go through it a little bit. Mm -hmm. Um, Also, it has an opening song with like... I mean, just the show in general does have an opening song. That's it. That's it. That's yeah. The, when that's I hear it, it too. when I hear it, it brings happiness. And, and it's recognizable. Me. Oh, totally. It's Even like it's like Twilight Zone. Same thing. New, 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 new. No, it, it it's not as recognizable as Twilight Zone. 
You think? You I, think if we asked people, they would? I don't. I don't know what the demographic. We'd have to pick a certain demographic. Yeah, we couldn't but ask I, our parents. Well, your parents. Maybe, <laughs> but not lots and lots. <laughs> they would probably recognize it. And plus, like I had it on my phone for a long time. Oh, that's probably why I know it a lot too. I bet I've heard it ring on your phone. Well, people don't call me, but when they do. No, no one calls anymore. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So, and it has a whole opening sequence, mm-hmm. which I miss a good opening sequence. Oh, I love it. And they even have the exact same one now. So they haven't changed it. It hasn't been updated or anything <laughs> like that. With the same images? Okay. It is the exact Just same. Where they're kind of like, where it's like a flickering and it sort of shows. Yeah, and they're holding their. an awful outfit. And she's not wearing an, It's not her fault. She works for the FBI. She has to have a power suit on. It's just the way things are going to be. But they're still showing her in her 90s power it's suit. It's from the third in episode. 11, in season 11. Yes, but she, I mean, she, I think both of these people look even better now than they did in the 90s. I don't know what it is about about them, but like they're getting it even better looking. I'll agree with you there <laughs> wholeheartedly. Um, so this episode starts out with uh, a little girl mm-hmm. and her dad. Right. Some runners come up and they're, <laughs> and they're, yes. they're jogging around the suburban neighborhood and they see this little girl and she's holding a, um, a rabbit. I think it was a rabbit, yeah. Mm -hmm. And I mean, it's all right. It's immediately a cause for concern. Though she's just in her front yard. (laughs) It's not that concerning. I know. They definitely started off. Why is she standing there by herself? As if this is so unusual for a child to be standing in their yard by themselves. And it's not an emotional child. The child's not like, oh, help me, help me. It's just a child standing there. standing there, there. yeah. No emotion. Uh, And then, of course... Dad is over on the swing. Swing. Mm-hmm. He was in the playset. Yep. And uh, he's he's not. He's not, not doing well. No, he had some something bad happened to his neck, and there were some holes. Yeah, and that actually the two holes um, that are on his neck. Um, I've only seen just recently. I watched uh, most of episode one, and <laughs> there's why did two, you only watch most because. Of it? You know what? The goal was to watch one episode this week, and I did that. And actually, I will say I was impressed with episode one. It's a really good pilot. I think I was just watching it pretty late at night, mm-hmm. and it's not a, a loud show. Um, you know, it's... Uh, There's a lot of subtle acting. Yes, very subtle. Mm-hmm. It's so subtle, sometimes you forget that they are acting. No, it's just... No. It, yes, it's... Yes, they're very natural. They bring a lot of natural... This yes to the scene. So, uh, is that is that a comment? Are there going to be a lot of deaths in this series where we just see two holes in people? Because that's how all the people died in episode one. That is interesting, and I think that that's part of the fun of this episode because you think it's going one way, and you're kind of like, "Come on, again!" You think it's going to tie back to episode one, right? Or it's going to be obviously some kind of you know, alien invasion, abduction situation, which, you know, of course, Mulder very much believes in. Yes. Um, and then, and I think it's cool that it led you along that little ways, and I reminded you of, of the first episode. And then, all of a sudden, la 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 There we are. It um, changes com- the course, and it goes in unexpected direction, which is why I think this is such a highly successful episode. It does go... It does go on uh, an unexpected way. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, of course, first, you know, uh, 
Scully is like, well, it's clearly serial killers working, working in tandem. tandem. <laughs> <laughs> like, how would these serial killers do that? I don't know, but she works for the FBI, so she's got an expertise. Are there ever duo serial killers? Oh, yeah, there have been duos. Name, um, name some. Well, there's probably only like. In, only in television or movies is there a duo. There was a. I think there was a duo. That is like a but really they, famous. They don't duo. work together. They go. I'm gonna do one in Oregon. You're gonna do one in Connecticut. I mean, tonight. it would take a lot. I mean, they didn't and have cell the phones. Time, they'd <laughs> be like, make sure this happens at 11 p.m. or whatever time of day. Yeah, there were there would be a lot of coincidences for that to be <laughs> the case. So Scully was reaching She's for it. She's not the best yeah. at her job. She is. Okay. She has a very good credentials, Dice. All right. And I don't know why you're so against her. You know, you want to know why I'm actually against her? Because Jillian. of that BuzzFeed article? No, no, that's not it. Uh, Jillian Anderson, I know you're listening. And the fact is, I do not, I do not love the show Hannibal. That's it? Was because of Hannibal? Well, she she's a, she's a pretty major character in it eventually. And... I don't love the character. Did she you plays see The Fall? I have watched some of that. She is amazing as Stella Gibson. I'll give you credit there. That is something. She went to DePaul. She has theater <laughs> credentials, yeah. Yeah. just like Scully does. Yeah. Well, and she, you know, hey, you know, she's going to. All I will say is that. She is not my favorite character in the show Hannibal. I don't really like that show, but I've watched a lot of it. Um, but uh, she, uh, I think it's honestly just that. It, it is that. And so, unfortunately, it's biased my view. Mm-hmm. Maybe if I had seen X-Files first then like, you would really love her. watched it, mm-hmm. I'd have a different opinion. Yes. I mean, I love her so much. I think I told you this. I, have, I had a cat named Scully. I had a fish named Mr. X, which is another character that happens a little bit later. Oh, also, I have a question. There's a smoking guy. Yes, cigarette smoking man. Where is he? Where is he right now? Oh, he wasn't in this episode. He's just not in. He doesn't show up in every single episode. So you have mythology episodes, and then you have Monster of the Week episodes. So mythology is the ones that he really, like, is in a lot of those, because that was about, you know... Evidence of alien invasion, and there was a good guys and the bad guys, and he's still on the show. So oh, to this day, mm-hmm. I mean, there's a lot of he. He shows up a lot, but he's always in the background until later seasons, where he becomes more of a character. Okay, okay, mm-hmm. and he talks. Oh yeah, he, okay. he does. I didn't the, know if he's just till the off. He does it in the first pilot yeah. episode. Just yeah. smoking. And um, but I think that the writers liked him so well because he was such a good actor. Because actually, he's an acting teacher from Canada, and I think they just really liked him. And Do you think he gave uh, act co- coaching lessons to some of the actors on I the show? He might have wanted to. <laughs> well, I noticed. Well, I noticed by season eleven they've gotten better. But keeps of... it to himself. Got it. Because that would be inappropriate on a set. Yeah. It is It is hard when you have someone on set being like, hey, you know, you should actually read your line this way, but maybe he <laughs> does. Maybe he does that. All right. So we meet uh, We meet these kids. Mm-hmm. 
Um, we meet Cindy, which mm-hmm. is the, the first child with the bunny. No, the first one was Tina. Oh, Tina's the first one. Mm-hmm. Then we meet, we meet Cindy. Cindy, who's at another house, mm-hmm. another side of... 3,000 miles away. 3,000 miles away. Mm-hmm. So one is in... Do you know which states they're in? I she, One's remember. in Connecticut, and then the other one was... They said San Francisco, so California. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's right. That's where San Francisco is. <laughs> um, and we meet Cindy, mm-hmm. and they're like... Well, what's the deal with Cindy? Was Cindy adopted? And the mother says, no, I gave birth to her at, and she named the hospital. And she's like, I even have a video of her birth. Yes, she does have a video of her birth. She used this. more than willing to show. To show to Scully and. (laughs) No one. Bold her. You could show me any baby right out of the womb. And I would be like, sure, I guess that's Cindy, you know? <laughs> so we, there's no proof, that, really. Like, great, we see that you gave birth. Mm-hmm. I'll believe that, but I can't know for sure if that was Cindy. Not from the video, but she did say she had proper documentation and that she could show these do, this documentation to Scully and Mulder. This is true. So she did give some backup besides the video, which I'm sure they would have taken the time to watch had they not had other items to attend to. You're right. Absolutely. Um, but they had other items to attend to. Yes. <laughs> it would have been great if in the show, in the next scene, they were like, like at oh. their hotel room and they're like, oh, well, let's like put this in and check it out and investigate it and made sure. But I guess uh, we do then have them go into meet with the doctor mm-hmm. who who clarifies what in vitro fertilization is, which at this time in 1993, mm-hmm. I bet you did need to. People weren't as familiar with it. I think it's important to do that now even because it sets up a nice, like, there's some scientific basis, you know. They're really, like, hard-hitting dialogue with some, I, like, real... Don't you feel now? science words. Don't you feel now in a show they could just go, oh, yes, the child was a product of in vitro fertilization. In this, they're like, well, in the instance of in vitro fertilization, it actually involves the mother, uh, you know, and explaining the whole egg. I think that they would do that now. We need to find an instance of a show that I, talks about in vitro fertilization. I bet Grey's Anatomy has... Yeah, plenty. right? And we need to find out if they just say it or if they explain what happens. There's no way they're still explaining. I Unless think it's are. for children. I don't know. And what children's shows could be talking about in vitro fertilization? I think probably a lot, actually. Okay. Because it's, you know, pertinent. I love this next part because the doctor says, like, well, this is highly confidential information. (laughs) And Scully just quickly goes to... She quickly she quickly says, oh, well, so-and-so is dead, so you can give me the information. Shows no proof of this, and the doctor's just like, what? Yeah, well, I get this. Tell you. Gets out files. She, he really it. did, but I think we just skipped the part where she had to, you know, get get bureau. But you know, you know you're right. Like, <laughs> quickly. It's not like they got a subpoena for this, this highly confidential information. <laughs> it was just taken at my word. These people are dead, and little Tina has been kidnapped. Please give give up the goods. And she and he did. She walks in and he is like, This is confidential. I am not showing you anything. I mean, he looks like he's all business. And then all of a sudden she has a very thick file in front of her. And she is <laughs> definitely getting to the goods. She's learning all about it. Um, so that's pretty fun. Um, 
Then we learn about Dr. Sally Kendrick. Oh, we Sally Kendrick. Video it was a well-made video. And, and she's explaining how genetics work. And how in vitro and the pain of not being able to become pregnant can cause families distress. But she's going to walk you through this process. That's right. Mm-hmm. But some of her experiments were not up to... To, yeah, they, they were, were not. They were not controversial. They were a little no. bit unethical, but no one knew it until later, and, and then they found it out. I'm pretty curious who actually played Dr. Sally Kirkland. Harriet Harris. Harriet Harris. I believe I have that's seen her name. Her in a few things, and I just Harriet Sansom Harris. Yes. Is that her? Yeah. She is, um, she's from Frasier and Desperate Housewives. She was on both. Yes, of I remember her from Desperate Housewives. Uh, and I totally remember her from Frasier. Mm-hmm. I couldn't place it. But I feel she always plays sort of an annoying, unlikable character. Right. The, they won't cast her as someone people really like, apparently. Well, because she's kind of scary. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, she is. And I remember that, too, as I was like, oh, that's the woman from X-Files, probably when I saw her on. That's the one who played Eve. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. I think she's really good. No, she is. She is good. She's mm-hmm. great. Um, I really like her on Frasier. Like, I think she's a fun character. I don't think I've ever seen an episode of Frasier. Ever? No. Oh. I don't think I've ever seen one. There is one great episode. <laughs> I think everyone should watch. And it involves, let me just tell you what happens, is it involves a pop brownie. And Niles, so uh, Dad, what's his name? Um, the father. Um, whatever his name is. Mm-hmm. So the father is like, oh, Niles, you never did anything wrong. And then um, Niles is like, oh, I I do things wrong all the time. Or he wants to prove he's a rebel of some sort. So Niles buys a pot brownie. But he buys it from Roz. The dad accidentally eats it. The dad replaces the brownie with just a regular brownie from, like, the coffee shop that they go to. Niles eats the regular brownie. The dad doesn't know it's a pop brownie, and the dad is high as can be. And Niles, meanwhile, is not high, but he's pretending to be as high as can be. And it is uh, David Hyde Pierce's best. Uh, I absolutely think anyone would love this episode. This sounds like comic genius. It truly is. Mm -hmm. It it was amazing, Um, but you weren't there for it. But we do, (laughs) going back to (laughs) X-Files... We do learn about the Litchfield experiment. Yes, the Litchfield experiment. makes no sense. But you don't think it makes any sense? What's the... What? Tell me what happened. So, I guess they had these... Um, the, the Adams and the Eves, and they all have extra chromosomes that were, like, genetically, like, bred into them so that they would have heightened um, intelligence, heightened um, strength, and heightened... What was it? Uh, psychosis? Psychosis. Yes, yes. So it looked like it went poorly that way because... Uh, so where are the atoms? I don't know where the atoms are. They must be some... They're, they're somewhere else. Like, some of the Eves didn't make it through, so I guess they, they escaped or they were destroyed by the government. Got it. Because remember, then, Deep Throat shows up, and you don't know who Deep Throat is because you haven't watched He's the show. one Duchovny was talking mm-hmm. to yes. on the boat docks because that's where you go and have these secret <laughs> types. Yes. Are there a lot of these conversations? Deep Throat's really important in the first um, season. Like, really? Yes. He's a government informant, and he gives Mulder a lot of information. And sometimes he'll show up in, like, he's usually part of the mythology episodes, but sometimes, like in this case, he'll show up. On a dock. 
On a boat in, in, dock. A, on a mon- in a Monster of the Week episode. Why can't they just go to a restaurant? Because they might be seen. But they're not secretly working. Like... Yeah. Because Deep, uh, Deep Third is in the government, and if he if he were uh, known and found out, like he's giving Mulder this information. Got it. So they can't just like no, this. like it's like um yeah. It's like Deep Throat and yeah. the presidents. Mm-hmm. That's why they call him that. Oh, okay. So look, it also has political ties. <laughs> yes. Uh, so the Litchfield experiment. So they just they did some cloning. Is that yeah. what happened? Yeah, there was some major cloning going on. And they on. gave some extra chromosomes to these people. Right on the fifth. I think they said the fifth, the sixth, twelfth, and twenty fourth. <laughs> You've seen these episodes a few times. No, it was just because we revisited it. I think I remember when I, I wasn't sleeping. I think, yeah, so that tells you how great the show is. <laughs> is that Amy was actually sleeping in part of it? So, but only. So comfortable. You were actually sleeping during the deep throat moment when they were on the dock. Because I looked over. Was I? I was like, what's going on here? And, you know, it felt like one of those moments where they were like, oh, shoot, we've got to have enough to fill up 45 minutes. We need to pay this actor because he's on the cast. So, like, let's just throw this in there. You really think it felt that throwaway? I don't know. It was one of those points where you didn't even have to listen to what they said to each other. At first, when um, rewatching it, when he did the clicks... I thought that because David, or because the character of Mulder notoriously loves to watch porn, and it's not... Wait, wait, yeah, yeah. also? Yeah. So David Duchovny, who we know about having this, is it a sex addiction or a porn addiction? I think it's both. Okay, and then in Californication, mm-hmm. plays a character who has a sex addiction. Uh-huh. Mulder does too. Well, it is. It's much more subtle, obviously, because it was the nineties. Yeah, it's definitely more subtle. They just kind of hint at it and they kind of make fun of it every once in a while, but they never come out and are like, "Oh, Mulder was watching porn or whatever." Like it's 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 cute. Got it. Yeah. Okay. Okay. But so so I thought that's what I thought he was gonna have. Like, I don't know. I thought it was going to be something related to that. And then I was like, oh, yeah, Deep Throat shows up in this one. I totally forgot about that. I mean, lots going on. And then we get to, we go into this sort of, and back in, you know, during the episode, like, one of the kids gets kidnapped. Like, there's lots of things. There's lots of action going on. But I like when they, yeah, when they visit her in the asylum, I think he's. In the hostel. No. Oh, when we go to the actual yes, asylum. Yes, we go to the asylum. I thought it was ve- yes, very terrifying. Her acting was really good. Yes, it was and kind of... As a newcomer to the series, mm-hmm. I'm like, well, Eve 6 is Sally Sally Kendrick. Like, that's mm-hmm. all you can assume. But you didn't know but because now not. you know that they're clones. So, no. There's and even a song called, or a, a show, or a, either a song or a band called Eve 6. There is. Mm-hmm. Is it based on this? Mm-hmm. Well, I didn't know that. So Sally Kendrick actually is she responsible for these young Eves? Mm-hmm. Okay, those yeah. were her unethical. Yes, because experience. those are the ones that she implanted or in for in vitroed. Got it. Yeah. Um, I noticed one thing when they do go back to the mother of one of the children. I think the first of child. Cindy. The mother doesn't even really care. Wait, what are you talking about? Are you talking about... They go back to one of the mothers. Yeah, to Cindy's mom. Yeah. The one who got the in vitro. Like, we wanted to show you the video. They're like, oh, you know, your husband's dead, mm-hmm. and <laughs> there's something going on with your daughter. And she's like, okay. 
Like, gosh, this isn't fun. You mean when she gets, when they find out that the daughter is evil? They don't even know she's evil yet. She's still pretty, like, you know, most people would be like, oh my God, my daughter just got kidnapped. This is, they're talking to her right after the daughter is looking out a window. Mm-hmm. Mulder and Scully are watching as the child gets kidnapped. Then they go and talk to the mother, like, the next morning or something. And the mother is just like... But that's not her mother. That was the woman at the hostel. Her mother... The first the first girl's mother died of ovarian cancer, and that's why she only yeah. had her father. The second mother was there, and she was very calm. Oh, when she got, when she got kidnapped? Yeah, this is the daughter that got kidnapped, not the one who got kidnapped from the hostel. Okay. That was the second, the the second got, little girl. Her, okay, yeah. Her mother is just like, oh, yeah, she did... And doesn't really seem to care. There's no hysteria. If, you're, if your child got kidnapped from your house that night, wouldn't there be some hysteria? I don't know. Maybe she was... I don't... I, this isn't, like, registering with me that she had any non-emotions. She had none. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, you missed it. Maybe she... <laughs> that <what> <laughs> That's must have been a sleeping moment. Because <laughs> the mom did not care. They're like, oh, your daughter got kidnapped. Like, they're all freaking out. Mm-hmm. Scully's, like, watching with binoculars, right? and which is a little creepy. But they had to because they were trying to protect her. They're like, oh, if we just look at this window, mm-hmm. we'll protect her. And it, it worked. It didn't work because there was, like, someone in mm-hmm. the closet of the girl's room. Yeah, that was pretty creepy. Uh, it was Sally Kirkland, or another Eve. It was, like, Eve 7. No, that was Sally That was Sally Kendrick, whichever Eve that was. Okay, that yes. was actually Sally Kendrick. Yes. Because remember, she says then when she gets the girls home, or back to the stakeout place, and she's saying, you know, I met this doctor who helped me, like keep my psychosis from going nuts and he can help you too and you can have a normal life and that's when she starts shaking because uh, she took the poison that the girls gave her. Okay. And yeah, the girls poison her mm-hmm. um, and she dies and Mulder and Scully go and find them. They find the girls but nobody knows, hey, these girls are evil. No, and why would you think, why would you suspect little girls? Yeah. Be and like if Mary Kay and what's the other one's name? Ashley. Mary and, Kay Ashley and Ashley and were like really evil. Like you would never suspect no. that about them, on, would you? On TGIF, which actually by the time Michelle Tanner was getting her full plot lines, it had moved to Tuesday nights. But essentially they would do when they were like, shoot, we've got to have more Olsen twins in the episode. They do like a devil and an angel thing. It was never like, you know, two evil Michelle's. You get one and angel. But, you know, you couldn't have two evil Michelle Tanners. Right. So you would never suspect no. these angelic... Well, I mean, these girls weren't <laughs> so angelic, but... They do talk about how beautiful the young girls are. Mm-hmm. Right? Right. They did. Yeah, so they are. They are angelic. Um, mother is calm. She doesn't care. Um, that's what I had to say. And then they go to... Mulder and Scully are the ones in charge of these girls for the rest of the night, making sure they get home. And now they're wearing the uh, the same outfit, both wearing these little red, um, completely head-to-toe red outfits <laughs> with red tights and a red coat, and they're both matching. I don't know where that came from. Like, why are they all No, the where did they get these outfits to match? <laughs> I don't know. Did Sally Kirkland, like, I guess Sally got them. Like, but, when she kidnapped the one, she was like, here, put this on and look exactly like your Yeah, sister. maybe she had some things for them to wear when they took them to the... And boy, where did these kids get this poison? Oh, they're so smart. They're so smart. Remember, she said her IQ top 260, which I don't even think is possible, but <laughs> whatever. It's impressive. I would think they're not even communicating in English. Like, 
with each other. They're just subliminally able to. They, they are clones. So intelligent. Yeah. Well, I don't. I mean, I, you could clone me, and I probably won't be able to just subliminally. I don't know. You might try. I don't know. So then, uh, they are just in the business of poisoning anyone they can, mm-hmm. and they make an emphasis in the show to say, "Oh, it's such a sweet poison mm-hmm. that you don't even know." Well, they may. They also make sure to emphasize that Mulder and Scully are getting a diet soda. diet pop. They do this by first ordering four diet sodas. Mm-hmm. Which who's getting a child a, a diet, diet pop? Soda? Yeah, that is really bizarre. And the, they just wanted to make sure it was called out. Eventually, Mulder tastes it, and he's like, "This is sweet. Are you sure this is diet?" Which we've all had that, and you know when it's you the real. know when it's definitely not a diet. Yeah. Uh, so, but and also, I'm, don't you think that their their plan is flawed? Because if Mulder is driving and Scully's in the front, they're gonna drive off the road if they die and start convulsing. Yeah, these kids aren't as smart. As as, as as Mama Clone? No. For having their 260 IQ, it's a little worrisome. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Uh, that they could even... They wouldn't even make a mistake if they're this smart. Well, they are still learning. They're only eight. Got it. So so by the time they're 18, it will be... Yeah, they're story. still progressing. Um, and how does it how does it overall end? What happens? The, um, uh, the two girls are found out to be... Baddies, not goodies. And so they are both taken to the same asylum where Eve 6 has been housed since apparently the 80s. Yes. And then they even put Eve 7 and Eve 8 in a very dramatic... I thought that was very dramatic, yeah. right? And then Dr. Sally Kirkland? No, it's, it's Kendrick, and that's not her. Sally Kendrick. Why is she Sally Kirkland? Kirkland is the branded Target. No, it's at Costco. Same company. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Yeah, they're on those Things ones. you learn. Um, no, Kendrick. But that's not Sally Kendrick. That is Eve 8. Sally Kendrick was the one that they poisoned. So then no, she. Sally Kendrick is dead. Yes. Yeah, so this one shows up. She's just dressed as a doctor. And then she shows up and it's very dramatic. And she says, How did you know that I would come for you? And then the girls say, We just knew. We just knew. And it's meant to be very creepy, and I found it to be very effective. Uh, yeah, I guess it was. It's a good ending. Um, so will those girls end up looking like mm-hmm. the other Eves? Yes, because okay. she had a picture of the them as a child. Yes, so the adult Eve had a picture of her group as a, ch- a bunch of children, and it all looked like Tina and Cindy. I have to ask now, in these updated episodes of X-Files that are coming out now, mm-hmm. making new seasons, what are the chances of of them bringing back... Like, do they ever bring back these old storylines from season one? Well, definitely they bring back, like, mythology. Okay. Um, so 100%. But we haven't seen Eve brought back. No, no, nothing like that. I mean, I don't think they... They might bring back the guy, Doug Hutchinson, from Squeeze, mm-hmm. which was the episode we thought about watching, who was in the third episode, and then he showed up again because he was one, one of the most iconic characters, like the standalone monster of the week's of the entire series. But they, no, they mostly will bring back the mythology, which is actually, it's like, it's really hard to follow it because even after being such a fan and watching it religiously, sometimes you forget exactly how things happened in like season eight and nine. Yeah. Cause you, you, <laughs> by season eight and nine. Right. 
It's and this hard was, to come up with a story. And this is back when they did twenty three episodes. Yeah, and they wouldn't let you, you. They wouldn't let you tie things up. The networks wanted if they were making money, they wanted them to continue doing episodes. So, and you know, David Duchovny leaves for a while, and that kind of you know. I believe Robert Patrick steps in. Is that his name? Yeah, he does, and so does um, Annabeth, uh, Annabeth Gish. Okay. <clears throat> she comes in as one of the the uh, agents. And Is he Terminator One Thousand? Is he the T One Thousand? Yeah. Like he's he's actually the T one thousand. Well, not on the show. Oh, I don't, well, it could be like a nice time because that's pretty X file like. No, he's not. Okay. <laughs> But he's uh, yeah he's on for a while and yeah it's just I don't feel those later like the 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 David Duchovny Gillian Anderson dynamic is integral it's, to the success it, it is it's part of the reason why it works so well they had amazing writers like Vince um, uh, Gill Gill Vince Gilligan Gilligan yeah from like Breaking Bad uh-huh. twenty four yeah so he was one of their major writers um, like they had really really excellent writers um, and so I think they would have always been successful but. Part of the reason you want to watch it is because David Duchovny and Gillian Anderson just have serious chem. Got it. Yeah. Um, well, this is this has been awesome. If you had to, if you had, you know, thirty seconds to tell someone why they need to watch X Files, it sounds like it'd probably be it'd probably be about this whole dynamic between yeah. them. But here's your thirty <clears throat> seconds. I want you to pitch to the world mm-hmm. to watch X Files. Even if you're not into the paranormal and into, you know, the supernatural, you can still really appreciate the amazing writing, the dynamic between the two um, central actors, which is both funny and it's emotional and it's like authentic. So even if you don't like those kind of things, you're going to enjoy just the storytelling. But if you are into the paranormal and supernatural in general as the kind of fiction that you enjoy, there is no way that you cannot watch The X-Files. That's great to hear. Uh, always great to hear about someone's passion when it comes to TV. 100% a passion. Um, if anyone has questions about, you know, X-Files, which I won't know, but I can send those questions over to Amy Verdon, uh, please feel free to email at diceintvland at gmail.com. I'm going to have to get that email address pretty, pretty quickly. Uh, hopefully someone listening doesn't try to steal it. Um, it's a pretty popular one. I bet. Uh, but uh, and if you're on a chat room and you have the X Files episodes taped, yeah. or if you if you are the fan who did that <laughs> and sent them to a young woman in Kansas, going uh-huh. to Kansas State University in what town? Um, I it's in Manhattan. In Manhattan, Kansas. <laughs> the Little Apple. So if that was you, Cindy Lou three four five. Or, Actually, this was in Hutchinson, Kansas. Uh, but Hutchinson. Yeah. If you sent those. Uh, it would be amazing for Amy to uh, get in touch with you. Uh, she does have some feelings about the quality of your tea. <laughs> but at least she, I got them. She does appreciate it. <laughs> um, thanks, everyone, for listening today. Um, and Amy will sign off with her favorite quote from an X-Files episode if oh, she has one. Well, it just would have to be, the truth is out there. <laughs> or what's it? Share with your friends on Facebook, or heck, just tell someone about it in person. 
We look forward to you joining us next time. Thanks.